Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Chatting Shit Podcast. I'm Isaac, this is Harry. Uh, we missed an episode last week because I took a break for a week to go on holiday. Was it nice though? Was it nice? It was alright. It was alright for the South Coast. Yeah. The weather wasn't amazing, I can't lie. I can imagine. But we did some stuff in the sea and it was alright. It wasn't too shabby. Yeah, I'm not going away, so... Are you, are you not going away at all this summer? No, no, too busy with the pub. Too busy with the pub. Of course. The big checkers. Plug the checkers, bumpers. For- Plug it. It's got to be there. done. Go there. Buy pizzas, buy pasta, buy it all. A, a British pub. Indeed. Hey, don't question the authenticity. Sicilian chefs. It is true. Sicilian chefs, of course. I can barely say the word. Get into our first news story, then. I've got the fact that I thought this was funny, because Banksy's done another series of artworks around the country due to the um, amount of people staying inside the country for holidays this year. He's done a series of staycation oh. artworks. And I thought it was funny. I thought they, they were all pretty cool when I saw them. When I looked over them, there were some neat ones. Um, one of them got graffitied, actually, like the first day it was there. Really? Yeah, when, when it got announced, it got graffitied over the next day. So that one's already gone, Damn. which is pretty peak. That is uh, surprising. Wouldn't be my go-to, just, hey, let's ruin some art. Yeah, that's, I mean, just rude to start off with, but, like, yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I guess so. <laughs> but um, this one, it was done on the side of a building, this one. It's a little girl with a shovel, but, like, a, a crowbar made into a shovel with a pile of sand and a lifted-up um, paving slab, like she's made a sandcastle out of oh, the foundations yeah, yeah. for yeah, the I'm street. Yeah. yeah. And it's on the side of a shop, but the owner was selling the shop and took it off the market the moment it was announced as a Banksy, because he was selling the building for 300 grand, and uh... he, got, he got an estate agent in to try and get a pricing, and he reckoned that the Banksy artwork would be worth more than the building. Oh, definitely. Where was this? Where is it? Yeah. Uh, Lowestoft in Suffolk. Oh, all right, yeah. Yeah, Banksy. Yeah. Price increase, big, big price increase. Yeah, exactly, because there are Banksy's that go for millions, but like they have no idea if this one's going to be like that at all. So they're just hoping it is, and he's taking his building off the market because you can easily probably get more than three hundred thousand if it's not vandalized. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what the process is like conserving the artworks. Do they just get rid of the whole wall? But it's also on the floor, so do they get rid of all the paving slabs and take it to a museum or to the collector's house or whatever? Yeah, let's just rip out a chunk of your house. We'll be having that. It's like, what do you mean we have that? That's my house. Well, yeah, but art, isn't it? They put up a fence and only the person who bought it is allowed to look at it. Well, I've got a little bit of news, actually. So, Geronimo the Alpaca. Have you heard about this man? I have. I heard a little bit about Geronimo. Yeah, so Geronimo the Alpaca. Today, uh, he gets a temporary reprieve as the hearing for him is adjourned. Uh, and his, his life is hanging in the balance. Um, uh, as a high court hearing was adjourned uh, because he tested positive for bovine tuberculosis and Ouch. it was ordered for him to be euthanized. Oh, damn. That's harsh. Yeah, I know. I was like, an alpaca, really? Really? <laughs> um, and so... I suppose it's contagious. Yeah, I guess so. But it just kind of felt a bit harsh, really. I mean, it's an alpaca. <laughs> like, this man's just come over here. He's like, oh, well, you know what? Hmm. You can't be biased just because it's an alpaca. Uh, I I think you'll find I can. I think you'll find I can. <laughs> that alpaca is 
He's something different to me, Isaac. He's something different. I'll tell something you. Something close to your heart, now Packer is. He really is. He really is. That man. I mean, look at his face. You can't. <laughs> you can't not love that man. I mean, it's just harsh to have to put an animal like through the court to be euthanized. That seems so stupid. Like, what is? It's just a waste of time. I, I don't know why, but when I saw High Court, I just thought of can't pay, we'll take it away. Massive enforcers strolling up to saying you need to euthanize that alpaca. Just get the big chains out. Chuck it around the alpaca. This thing needs to be euthanized. We're taking it. I don't know why that came to mind, but it just shove it in the back of a van with the lights <laughs> on and take it to Pentonville. What a brilliant time that would be. I've just, I've just seen something. I've just seen this. That Nando's are running out of food. Oh, not, we've had KFC. We can't have Nando's now. KFC runs out of chicken. This is recent. There's a, tweet, there's a tweet here that says, Nando's, why are you not delivering? I finished an eight-hour shift craving Nando's. And they replied, the UK supply chain is having a bit of a mare right now. This is a knock-on effect with some of our restaurants across England, Scotland, and Wales. We're doing everything we can to get it back on your plates. Well, everything you could do would be to give me my Nando's. I think you'll find. I just want my Nando's. Nando's only had only, like, 400 restaurants. I thought there was a lot more than that. I was going to say, we've had Chicken Selects. They've been gone for a while. We've had... Oh, Ke- chicken Selects going was the worst thing that's happened to this country in a long time. That, that was pretty bad. I mean, there's Brexit, but then there's Chicken Selects. Like, <laughs> <laughs> pick your issue, Pete. Pick your issue. One, one's clear. One is clear. Um, but KFC chicken. KFC ran I've out of chicken. Nando's. That was a dark day. When KFC ran yeah. out of chicken, that was a dark so day. The only ones you haven't are Burger King. But realistically, who's going to Burger King? Who's going to Burger King? That's why they never run out. They have all <laughs> their stock left at the end of the month. Exactly. I haven't sold a single <laughs> burger. There's a truck in the bin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so <laughs> like we just talked about running out of food. And Geronimo the alpaca segwaying into a lovely little bit of a... Well, I mean, if they're running out of food and there's an alpaca... Oh, no. No, not Geronimo. I apologise to all our listeners who have just <laughs> pictured Geronimo being um, diced. I didn't say anything about that. that. was all you. I'm just saying some of them might interpret it that way. If they interpret it that way, then that's on them. Read I, I was just stating two problems. I didn't say there was an easy solution that could work by putting an alpaca in an oven. One person's problem can be another person's solution. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what this country needs. Now we're an independent nation. We need to be making the solutions yeah. to our own problems. Capitalism's term, Isaac. Geronimo needs to be done. <laughs> I, need, I need the profits. We need the profits from the dead alpacas <laughs> in this country. Hey, no one ever said dead. Hey. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 no one's capitalizing on the mutilated uh, alpaca market this is where our niche is it's a free oh, section dear. of the market oh i don't know if we can say this um okay so i'm gonna quickly segue from harvesting alpaca organs uh into the premier league love little segue there uh first week bit mental for anyone here who's into sports um isaac tottenham fan myself West Ham fan both both loved last weekend I mean, Fantastic. yeah, can't complain, First really. First of all, the absolute, um, absolute laughing fest that is Arsenal. Yep, uh, Ben White, best signing. Brentford have packed them in. I reckon Brentford win the Prem this year. Uh, oh, honestly, Arsenal relegation. Calling it now. Calling it now. Oh, it'll be, it'll be a good day. It'll be a good day. Currently, I'm loving the top four. I don't know about you, but the top four is moi. West Ham, brilliance. Top four. Disappointing. We're tenths. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you can't really complain. You, yeah. you, you beat in City, who are technically the hardest team to beat. 
in this division currently. You reckon? Uh, will they? I, I'd say so. If there's any place to go, uh, or anyone to play and like win the game, especially, it's City. Like, Man U, you can take points off, I feel. But City is very, very difficult to, you know, win the game. Especially to nil, because they're normally a very, very efficient team for their chances. Yeah, I suppose so. West Ham somehow packed in Newcastle. Don't know how that would happen. Mikel Antonio Masterclass with a bit of side better armor. Um, I mean, Watford beat Villa. I didn't expect that. After all the signings Villa got. I mean, Watford aren't a bad team, though. No, but, you know, Villa brought in a lot of people. Like, they got uh, Buendia from Norwich. They got Danning from Southampton. They got Bailey uh, from Bayer Leverkusen. Twanzebe from Manchester United. That was a fair few transfers, to be fair to them, actually. Yeah, and then um, they lost 3-2 to Watford. <laughs> well, you can't have Which it isn't great. It's first first match week, though. I'm looking through Watford's team right now. They're starting lineup, and I recognise Tom Cleverley, Ismail Saar, Cabasele, and that's it. They didn't start the cycling GK. It wasn't even full strength. There was no Troy Deeney. There was no Ben Foster. Disappointing. Mate, I was telling you, Watford for the win. Watford to win the league. Heard it here first. Watford up. I'll put a tenner. I'll put a tenner on the Watford don't win the league. Really? Yeah. I'll take that bet. <laughs> You're putting a tenner that Watford are going to win the league. Back it. I, I'm holding you to this. This is on tape. I'm checking the odds. We're not doing odds. I'm not paying you like a grand if Watford win the league. I think you are. Give me, give me the odds of Watford winning the league, and then I'll see if I have to rescind my bet. Uh, I'm having a little look as we speak. It's going to be interesting. See, is it going to be five hundred to one? If I go to Prem and then Premier League winner, it's not going to be anything good for you. Watford, where is Watford on here? <laughs> they don't, they don't even have the odds. That's how unlikely it is. One thousand five hundred. That's one thousand five hundred to one. Oh my lord! So a ten pound bet, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> because no chance. No chance. I mean, nah, West Ham currently have worse odds than Arsenal to win the league. I mean, I'm going to question that it's, one. That's fair enough. It's fair enough. No, 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 it's not. Arsenal is shite. Yeah, said the West Ham fan. Said the West Ham fan. I'm mean, currently Norwich have the worst odds to win the league. Norwich. Yeah. Disrespect to Norwich, man. Best odds are City, Chelsea, Liverpool, United, then Tottenham. Tottenham coming in fourth. above Leicester and Arsenal. Then it's West Ham. That's fair. West Ham are 150 to 1. Tottenham are 33 to 1. That's not bad. 33 to 1 is not that bad. Not awful, no. I mean, City is 11 to 10. They're even still in the league. Jeez. That's nuts. That is insane. Right. Enough of the news. We've got to get talking about why we've decided to do what we're doing. Yes, sir. So our main topic for today is our podcast. It's a, it's a roundabout name for it. Talking yeah. about what we're here for, why we're doing a podcast, and why we're even talking to each other today. It is a brilliant question, to be fair. So starting off, our podcast is a group joint project between us for our extended project at school. And if you have no idea what that means, which I imagine a lot of people listening will because they know us and are listening because yeah. of us. But if you don't know what that is, the extended project qualification is worth roughly half an A-level. It's done over the first year of sick form, and it's taught in a kind of university style with lectures in a class combined with one-on-one -on -one tutorial with a EPQ teacher. And it's overall marked on the planning, research, 
execution and the analysis afterwards if you do a artifact project if you do a i think 5000 word dissertation then yeah, it's yeah, marked on research your dissertation and i suppose there might be analysis after it. i'm not sure we're doing an artifact obviously yeah ours, yeah, ours is an artifact because it's something we're making yeah exactly rather you you either do artifact or dissertation and um, I didn't really fancy doing a 5,000 word dissertation. No, it doesn't, doesn't tickle my fancy a dissertation, I can't lie. I can barely speak English, let alone write it. But it's worth, worth yeah, roughly in half an A-level, which you can put on your applications for universities. Some universities really value the EPQ, some don't give a toss, which is not helpful, but also could be good to boost your UCAS application to universities, which would be really nice. If you get a good yeah, grade. Yeah, from what I found, it's really useful if you get a good grade. But unless you get an A, it's not really seen in the same light by a lot of universities, especially Russell Group ones. That makes sense. So, obviously, I'm looking at a few universities like Exeter, uh, Durham, looking at LSE. And they're like, yeah, no, the EPQ is good, but you need an A. Anything but an A, you basically, in our eyes, haven't done it. That's is harsh. the kind of gist I could get. Like, they didn't really care they still wanted well in the sense that it wouldn't change your entry requirements which i kind of understand mm. because at the end of the day if their entry requirements are um like aa and you get aab but oh don't worry i got an e and epq so my ucas points are the same as aa yeah that's that they doesn't won't really see that count as anything yeah so i i do understand i do understand well i mean if we can get an a in this it will help me because oh. That would be great. <laughs> you guys should help us by listening to the more episodes of this podcast. Yeah, all the more episodes Please. we have uploaded right now. The one other yes. episode. Listen yeah. to it on repeat all time. All the time. Never turn off. <laughs> if you want to use Ever. Spotify or Apple accounts, you can't. You must stream our podcast at all points. Yeah, I was going to say, make another one. Go sit through the ads. <laughs> <laughs> but not on our one. You've got to sit through the ads when you listen to other music. But for our one, yeah, you know, on repeat. I think it's important to talk about why we ended up deciding on doing our podcast. Because yeah. we, I obviously had quite a lot of fewer or previous EPQ ideas. I was going to do an educational app that I could code, which was, I think, going to teach German, I chose. But I decided after a while that that was too close to computer science, which is one of my courses. And that's because the EPQ has to be in an area that's different from the courses you're studying at A-level, which means you can't do something very similar. Like for me, taking computer science, I can't do an EPQ based on coding like an app. Yeah, um, it's strange because I was hearing some stuff from UpperSec when we were there that said, actually, unis like it when your EPQ is about your course. That's useless. But that's not what Hills are kind of pushing. That's not what we were told at all at the start. They, were, they yeah. literally went around and were like, you can't do something that's close to your course, which doesn't make much sense to me because surely something that is closer to your course is going to be more helpful in the long run and at university because they're going to say, okay, you're studying for this course. You've done all your coursework. You've got an A in your exam. And here's something else that you've done in this topic area and that you've got you've done really well and this is a thing you did on your own so you're clearly an independent learner in this subject but apparently that's just not allowed yeah i mean in a lot of ways i chose what i chose uh prior to when we did our uh podcast or decided to do our podcast 
I was going to brew beer because my dad runs a pub and I thought it'd be interesting, useful, you know, kind of ties in with everything. Yeah. I did some research, looked at some stuff. And I was thinking, okay, I've got to buy like CO2 diffuser. I've got to buy a barrel. I've got to buy like, I've got to basically get everything in to build it and build it all as well as um, all the raw materials I need to make the beer. And then my PQ teacher says, I'm not really sure if it's like perfectly okay because, you know, it's alcohol. I was like, oh, I'll be non-alcoholic. And I was, at that point, I was like, what's the point? I'm not, I'm not loving this purely because if you're going to make beer, make beer. And um, I find it very difficult to source the equipment and at the, like an affordable, uh, an affordable price. Yeah, you don't want to be spending a lot of your own money on a project that could not be useful at all in your life. It's just a one-off experience that yeah. you're unlikely, even if you've really enjoyed brewing beer, to carry it on and make a pub as your full career. Because that's you want to go study law. I doubt being able to brew beer is going to be the most useful thing for your application. Yeah, I don't know if uni is going to be over the moon about that. <laughs> um but yeah, after an adequate amount of research, I decided uh, to think what would actually make a strong extended project, which is when I sort of decided I should change EPQ. And at that point, I kind of heard some other people thinking about doing a podcast, at which point I thought, you know what, I'd be tempted to do one. I really would, because it's, it just works for me. Yeah, no, I get, I get what you mean, because I remember you approached me and went, kind of as a joke, kind of as a serious comment, we should have, have you got a good idea for your EPQ? Have you got an idea that you think is going to really work? And I was like, ah, I'm sitting on the fence a bit. I don't know if I should do this or if it's going to be too close to my computer science course. And you're like, well, if you really think it's not going to be great, then we, we should do a podcast together. I thought that over and I went a bit, what you, what's he talking about? Why, why would we want to do a podcast? That sounds like way too much. But then I kind of thought a little bit harder, I think. Well, we have a lot of conversations anyway. We talk quite a lot to each other because we're both very good at talking, whether that's for the better or for the worse. Uh, I mean, that's not for our decision. Exactly. That's fair. People listening, if they listen. Exactly. I thought it's just us, in the end of the, at the end of the day, it's just us having another conversation, but instead of it being just with us, we're just recording it and uploading it for anyone to listen to. Yeah. And that means it's easy for us to do it for our EPQ. Easy is a broad word. It's been a little bit tough, but easier than yeah. a big project. I'd say not easy, but sort of simple in terms of scheduling and planning of I understand what I need to do. Whereas for sort of my beer brewing, I was kind of sitting like, well, I've just got to wait till I get something like my barrel and then I just brew beer, I guess. Whereas with a podcast, we can uh, do an episode, get some feedback, which is what we've done, change a few things, like we've got different mics now, Yep. Um, and we can change things episode and episode, which kind of gives us a base of what we need to do, because other people are telling us what is not quite right, and we both listen to podcasts, so it's just easier to take feedback, even from ourselves, and just translate it into the you know what happens next. Yeah, and I think it's it's helpful having something that is on a time-structured kind of method because that means we can get the feedback and write it down and improve it. And then when it comes to the write-up of our project, we get quite a simple progression and it's very easy to put in our analysis how 
things got better and things we didn't like that we couldn't change and things that we wish we'd done better. And that means that we get quite a good analysis for our project and manage to max out our marks there. While also not having it take too much of our coursework away because it's basically just us sitting down and having a conversation, but recording it and posting it. Yeah. Um, and then we got, I guess we go on to how we're producing our podcast. Yeah. Um, and especially, well, as well as it, why we decided to do the podcast in terms of um, COVID. Because I, a big thing for me for COVID, um, it changed how much time we had in school. Yeah. And I needed a lot of time to catch up um, with all the school stuff that had been set because we have mocks and all that, which meant that I can, well, EP and the podcast allowed me to sort of morph my timing better than I think beer brewing would because we can kind of schedule when we're able to do a podcast. And if we need to reschedule, like today, we can. Yeah, thank you for that, by the way. Um, yeah, <laughs> no problem at all. I mean, love a cheeky driving lesson. Um, Surprise driving lesson out of nowhere. So how are we producing our podcast? Yes. So... We'll go on to sort of how we sort of run through it. Uh, I'll, I'll let you take the reins for this part. Oh, thank you very much. We, on our podcast, we thought the ones that we both have listened to, we liked the structure where they had a bit at the start where they talked about the news and then they went into a main topic in the end like we are now. And I thought, well, that might seem a bit random when you're just listening to it, that we're talking about the news and then we're talking about something completely different. It might seem a bit, it might seem a bit incoherent. But that... I think is a little bit lopsided because if we have at the start of our podcast a section on the news, A, it lets us both talk about the news with each other because we both like talking about the news. We are very interested in current events, both of us in politics and in world news. And it means that we can ground our episodes to a time scale. And when you're listening to it, it's kind of a more centralized place where you can listen to what's happening at the time and you know when it was happening and then you get to hear us talk about whatever we're talking about afterwards as just a little bit of waffle but then we go into the main topic which is the interesting one in my opinion it might not be for anyone listening if they're still listening at this point but that's if so, <laughs> if so. really hope so <laughs> but that's where we come up with an idea one of us or both of us will come up with an idea of something we'd like to talk about and kind of soft pitch it to the other. And then if it runs fly and if we like it, then we'll try and flesh out the idea and come up with the things we'd like to say about it and the things we think would work in a good progression of conversation and what would feel natural, which is a lot harder to write down than it would seem. It's a lot harder to write down a conversation, like the prompts for a conversation without having one. It was an interesting thing that I, I didn't realize was gonna be that difficult. Yeah, it kind of feels like it doesn't flow quite properly sometimes, but you've just got to, you know, let it sort of gel. Yeah, exactly. It's thing to do, but we're getting there, we're getting there. Yeah, so we write a vague outline of the things we like to say and then kind of follow along those points while we're recording and while we're talking. And that's how we try and fill out the episodes. We try and get to half an hour for each of our episodes, just over half an hour for each of our episodes, because then when edited they go down to about half an hour which is a nice time to listen to i think and we found a lot of people when we sent out a survey for the optimal time for our podcast we found a lot of people the majority of people found that between 30 and 45 minutes is the nicest time to have to listen to a podcast because it doesn't take too much time out of your day and it's just nice you can sit down you can do some work to it it's a nice time to listen to 
Yeah, I mean, I got some mixed responses to it, but generally it was 30 to 45. But another thing I think would be useful is if people listening, we'll probably add a little link afterwards in the description, uh, could tell us more about what they want us to do for upcoming episodes. Because we obviously have a bit of, uh, we've done some primary research on what people would like to listen to. But a lot of those people haven't actually listened to our podcast at all. Uh, so it'd be nice to sort of get a general gist of what people who are listening would like to hear us talk about. Yeah. Either if it's more news or a further fixation on, like, if we drop news for an episode because we're doing one thing specifically, or if there's one new wider variety, it'd just be, you know, nice to know. Yeah, so there's just a general link for feedback in, I think, the description for each of the episodes. I'm going to put it in there. It's just a simple form where one question, you can enter anything. There's no word limit. There's no minimum word limit. You can just enter your thoughts about what you'd like us to talk about. If you think we should have guests on, if you like the episodes, things that could be easier to listen to, things that could be nicer to listen to. Just in general, the kind of things like that, because that makes it a lot easier for us to make the episodes and get motivated to make the episodes. The fact that people are listening to them is a driving force to make them. It's a really nice concept, having people listen to what you are making, I think. Yeah, sort of having that demand makes like you feel this is worth doing more than just the EP, which I kind of feel like the EP is about. Yeah, exactly. You want to get more out of it than just it's a school project. Yeah, podcasting for me kind of builds upon that because it's always something in the back of my mind that I thought mm, might be interesting to do. Never really thought of doing one, but EP's given me the availability to do one. I also get a qualification for it, so can't really complain. And yeah. you know, it's something I'd possibly like to carry on with. So if there is anything that we could change to make people, you know, want to listen more, that'd be great to hear. Yeah. I think moving on from that, I think if we cover kind of like the recording process as a oh, yeah. kind of a meta section on the podcast on a podcast on podcasting, like Inception there. Oh no, not Inception. Anything but Inception. Do you not like the film? Too or... complicated for you. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Oh, I can't. Uh... I can't say I'm the brightest of people. Oh, that's harsh. That's it harsh is. on yourself. That's harsh on yourself. Got to be harsh. You're going. You're going to uni, hopefully, to study law. You've hopefully. got to give yourself a bit of a break. Hopefully. <laughs> that's Fail. the dream, anyway. Fails all A levels. You didn't do that badly. No. You're better than me, I'm pretty sure. But I might. <laughs> you might. There's always that possibility. Just shove it to the back of your mind. Exactly. Yeah. So when recording, we organize a time obviously that we're both free and this time might or we might think be really free. helpful might be really <laughs> good we might have a time where we can both record and we sit down and we're about to press record and then one of us might go actually i'm not free isn't that weird wouldn't that have been nice to know before we sat down just ready to write record i i agree i really do agree but um some days um a thursday becomes a tuesday and on those days you can't do a lot about it rename thursday to a different day of the week Nobody likes it or Tuesday. I don't care. Maybe I start with T. <laughs> makes me want to die. Um... I think recording for us is quite simple because we obviously do have a lot of conversations between the two of us on a lot of random shit. And that makes it very easy for us to just hop into a call where we're talking to each other, hit record, and then mash it together and have a conversation that we can upload. That's the, that's the basic idea. There's a lot more editing and uploading that goes into that that happens behind the scenes but that's an interesting process 
yeah i mean the recording bit's kind of a it's a learning process for us really we yeah. kind of just decided you know what we're gonna press record and just go with it and then it's something neither of us had really done really is to properly have a conversation in a format where we want it to be engaging for others to listen to and not just yeah. between us two that's probably why the first episode wasn't like as sort of crystal clear as others will be i'm hoping we're hoping so because the first one we didn't have a proper mesh plan written out for what we were going to talk about we had a vague timeline but that was it and then it went a bit off the topic and off the focus but we're hoping to keep that down a bit in the future episodes of which there should be a few more yeah we're hoping to get a few more out and our plan is to upload on i believe it's wednesdays yes wednesdays so far so this episode should go up tomorrow or today for when you're listening it should have gone up on wednesday the 18th which means that we missed the 14th last week that could deviate to the thursday depending on time because obviously we still have some work to do both of us so it shouldn't deviate to thursday if i manage to get on top of the editing and uploading it should be out on wednesday i believe in you isaac i really do well it it doesn't matter what we say because these people will be listening to it on wednesday or thursday whenever it comes out so they can't really about it (laughs) <laughs> that's true it doesn't matter to them they're still listening yeah. to it if you made it this far you're welcome if you um, made it this far that would that's impressive so i thought i thought just to finish up i'd talk a little bit about the audio editing and the uploading and everything like that because it has been a little bit of a ride with the hosting service the first episode we upload i uploaded to a service that i thought was pretty great for a podcast service and then when i went to test uploading a second episode I had a little bit of a moment where I realized the service didn't allow more than one episode without paying quite a large monthly fee for something that was a school project at the moment. May I ask how much the monthly fee was? Because I actually don't know. I think it was about 15 or 16 pounds a month (laughs) to upload episodes. And I thought that's quite a lot of money for something. So I had to look around for better hosting services. And luckily I found one that we are using now, which allows you to have about five hours total time of talking before you have to pay a much, much smaller, I think it's about £7 monthly fee. So if we do enjoy doing this, and if we can make some sort of money somewhere to put towards it, we could carry it on further than that five hours limit very easily. Sponsor us, Mackies. Sponsor us. Sponsor, Sponsor us, us for the podcast. We will, spon- we will advertise you in every single minute. Honestly. Just or shoehorn the sponsors in there. We have a JD Black card. If those are going out, <laughs> Andy, Joshua, will any? Me. <laughs> three coveted the top names. Three top three stars <laughs> in the United Kingdom. Top three top shaggers. Anthony Joshua, Will any myself. Uh, uh, that would be the t- Some would say. All would say. <laughs> I think all's a bit far. Oh. But of course, if you're watching this, that means you've seen the logo. I made that myself while uploading the first episode. Everything you see is made by either me or Harry, which is nice. It feels like a very personal thing, and it means that we can we can claim it's our own. And it's all a product of us, which means if it's complete shit, it's our fault. Yeah, but it's not, so it's fine. Or we like to think it's not. And we like to think fine. it's not. But yeah, I mean, I'm pleased with how we're going so far, and I just hope we can get more out. Really. Yeah. Because I, hope I so won't too. lie, a lot of it is down to me and my poor planning. Uh, oh, it's not poor planning. It's just planning that goes wrong. It's just me leaving for a driving lesson. It happens. It happens to the best of us, except me. <laughs> I was gonna say and to me. <laughs> but I think I think that wraps it up for now for this episode. Yeah. It felt really short actually this one, but my timer says we're on time. That so we are. Just just try and shoehorn. There will be a feedback link in the description of this episode if you'd like to leave some feedback, please do. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, 
you could leave a cheeky five-star rating in there if you feel like it. Leave a review. We might steal the idea from every other podcast on the planet and read some of the reviews at the start of the episodes, if there are any. If not, we'll just pretend I didn't say this and not embarrass ourselves. That is correct. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to episode two of the Chatting Shit Podcast, and we will see you hopefully next week.